This is Red Truth and White Lies, a podcast of two candidates, one for the white settler and one for everybody else. Yes, it is. And I'm Nathan Thomas. I'm Andrew Brandt. And I'm Nick LaMarche. We're going to continue our conversation on a little bit today. Last week we left off, uh, we talked a lot about Ipperwash. Yes, we did. Um, so if you missed that, make sure you go back and check it out. It's going to be up on uh, um, Spotify and everything else like that later on today. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> this is, we're going to continue on. You can catch the last episode on Facebook. Um, a ton of people have seen that so far, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like unreal. Like, there's about 3,000 people that have checked that out so far and have, <laughs> have given feedback that this is a great talk, you know, because it's true. It is it's true. Re it's red truth and white lies. It is. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's a good team that we have, like us and we have Farmer Nick here. Yep. Um, hey, hey. Settler ally, Farmer Nick. That's right. You know what was really awesome when we were having our Mohawk butt talk? And the uh, our wonderful friends in South Africa blatantly said, "Holy cow, that sounds like apartheid!" And we all we all just kind of chuckled, we're like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, so, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, anybody missed that out, check out our 420 session. It, we had uh, some guests from South Africa. We had Myrtle, um, some of her. Uh, I guess they're like allies. They're a whole cannabis community. There. Yeah, they're a whole team there. Um, so they have all kinds of different podcasts on YouTube that you can go and check out. Um, I'm going to be talking. We're going to be talking to Myrtle soon again, I believe. Yes, it's uh, um, exciting. But yeah, when we described what the reserves were, territories were, she just like her jaw just kind of dropped. Yeah, she didn't understand what I was saying, and then I had to uh, take a step back because you kind of looked at me and she's like, she, "You don't know what she's saying, man." And I was like, "Oh man, yeah." So reserves are like, and you know, after explaining, and you're 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 right. That's what she did say. It was like a far right, apartheid, yeah, apartheid, and um, we we laughed because we're like. We've been saying this. We've been saying this, but it's always swept under the rug. Even with uh, our conversations with Elena, she said, you know, a lot of the flaws that are there are influenced by apartheid South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> like the cannabis laws, for example. You know? Exactly. So anyways, those laws that are meant to control people, we talk about those kinds of things every every week on Red Truth and White Lies. We're going to get more into it with some, uh, we're going to talk about these shootings. That Derek Chauvin case. Let's jump into that. Yeah, where do you want to start on that? <laughs> he's 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 guilty. I got something. I got something. Yeah. What the um, hell? There was there was a famous line said uh, right in television. Um, the um, the judge had reminded the jurors that they're going to be sequestered starting Monday, which was the beginning. Like last week was the beginning of his trial, and and uh, he said to them, "If I were you, I'd plan for long and hope for short." Now, that should be no time at all. And it's clear he knew what was going on yeah. uh, as, as a judge on the bunch. And now they, they can't really speak out against the impartial bit that's going on in the, the legal system, in the judicial system. I don't call it a justice system because it never has justice. And what happened with Derek is a justice. That's accountability. Justice starts when it all stops exactly. for every, everybody. Yeah, so he's being held 23 hours a day. He's still getting police protection. He's still getting protection by the government. You know, mm -hmm. so um, there's really nothing that's happening until all of these people that are shooting children, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, are held accountable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, you know, it might be held accountable. We'll see how, what it's going to be like at sentencing. 
Uh, I'm really following this case now. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, an inkling that this might spark riots in um, in the United States again. There isn't a lot of things being televised here on North American media, especially about this racial indifference. It's all obviously one-sided. Uh, they're they're kind of playing both sides of the coin, but you can really hear white tendencies in it. If you really want to hear the true media, uh, the truth of the media, as best as you can get it, you need to look at independent sources that are not from North America. They are from Europe or other places that have independent journalists here. Yeah because they will report it impartially. They're not a citizen here, and they, they know that the system here is, is against people of color and indigenous. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, going back to what you said about the rioting. There was somebody I saw a comment um, that, you know, oh, I suppose riots are gonna start again, this and that. But, you know, when it comes down to it, like rioting for what? You know, at least these are like way back when, when, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Junior said, you know, this right is the voice of the unheard. Yeah. I'm like, you're just upset because these people are making their voices unheard. What about those that riot after they win a sports event? You know, uh-huh. what's that proof? That doesn't prove anything. You know, this proves that you're an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and, and the, under- the black and indigenous people do. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's because they're so oppressed. They haven't been heard. No voices have been heard. And now we're at the point of listen. You know, yes. listen. Yes, you know? exactly. It's exactly what I was just going to say. And yeah, exactly. These people that are so hell bent on all lives matter, this and that, and you know, like, oh, these are the only ones that are rioting. They're they're part of the system that you know oppresses black and indigenous people. They're yes. the ones. That, okay, I don't want to be the minority because I know how minorities are treated because I know how we treat them. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And and oh, the thin blue line support, you know, a uniform is a choice. That's a that's a choice of a career. That's not your skin color. That's oh. not your religious following. So at the end of the day, you can take that off. You can't take your skin color off. You can't take your beliefs off because if you believe in those, well, it's just the same thing for that. You know, uh, blue lives matter kind of thing. I, I actually had a discussion with somebody about this in the LCBO Um I was in there grabbing a few cold beers because I had a hard day at work and I wanted something nice to drink after the hard day. And it's, uh, what's it say? It said, blue lives matter. And I says, just like that officer, you know, you can go home and take this shirt off. I said, a person of color, an indigenous person can't. I said, yeah. that, that shirt supports systemic racism. And they told me off. And then a few people overheard me in the store. Thankfully, they were on my side. And they singled this person out to the point they were so embarrassed they just put the product down and left. Yeah, good. You know, I, I, I know that's going to upset, upset a lot of people. Well, you need to check yourself if that's going to make you upset. Exactly. If talking about racism, if talking about racism makes you upset, there's a problem within yourself that you really need to look at seriously. And if it really bothers you that much, then don't bother listening. Don't bother following or nothing like that until you check yourself and, and check that anger. Because you can't be angry to listen to this podcast. You have to listen with a good heart and a good mind. Yeah, because that's exactly. that's what we use to follow it, and that's what I use to to live my life here, um, as best I can within within a, in a system that is completely oppressive on everybody, and and completely non transparent and so secretive. Right, we don't beat around the bush on this one. We don't, you know, sugarcoat it because that's been we've been doing that for too long. We've been doing that for way too long, and right. what 
this podcast, you know, you're going to listen to what we have to say. We're just going to say it. <laughs> well, at, and because it's real. It's, it's real. And too many lives are being lost. So at what too point? Too many lives to beat around the bush. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like too many lives yeah. are being lost. So at what point do you say enough is enough? Like you have to put your foot down somewhere. Right. And you really have to like stand true. And I think at this point in uh, this world's, you know, existence and our time of being on here, we're finally standing true to that and saying, like, look, enough is enough. You have Absolutely. to, you have to look and see, like, what is the real problem? Like, because this problem has been centuries old now. Yeah. And if it hasn't changed, well, maybe you should look at yourself. Right. And say, like, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have something proof in my hand right here. And you can Google this. Um, the uh, the RCMP shooting death of an Inuk man in Nunavut. Um, uh, back, I don't remember the date he was shot. It doesn't say in the article. But as of, as of April 10th, Ottawa Police Service announced that it had cleared the RCMP officer who shot and killed 31-year-old Abraham Moses Nanatate. Uh, not tonight. He was a father of five from Clyde River. Uh, it was last May when he was shot. So this has been in, in secret. You know, it's been, I haven't heard about this in the news since he was shot. The I Googled it and this is from April 12th. This article is from the Global Mail and that is the most recent thing that's been out about this here. And uh, even the lawyer uh, of, of his wife said that the whole process has been grossly secretive even for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, now, as of the Monday, as of the Monday, which was the 12th, um, uh, Michelle Ilauk, which was uh, Mr. Natanine's spouse and mother of two of his children, or that community as a whole of 39,000 people were given any explanation why he was shot and why the OPP wasn't, why the RCMP officer wasn't criminally, held criminally responsible. That's disgustingly secretive against people that that's that's just like i i can't even speak about it it makes me so angry you know i i don't like to get angry right well let me ask you this then uh nick if i may yeah what's up if, if the roles had been reversed right and it was a person of color or an indigenous police officer that did that to a white person how do you think the outcome would be then would it be different? Um, it, it probably would have went through court within a month. The, and the the, per, the, sus, the supposed suspect would be uh, probably held accountable to the full extent of their law. Um, now, if it was like just white on white crime or anything like that, it would be a way lesser sentence. But if it's a, if it's a white on a person of color crime, it's a less sentence. But if it's a person of color on white, or against the system oh that's the worst thing ever that's terrorism right and exactly. that and that's something that uh the Gallando and i were talking about the other day uh when this uh chauvin case uh was going to be finally sentenced well not yeah. sentenced but like or you know closed. I mean, closed or whatever and i said to a man uh he is a white officer on a uh, man of color and you know what I mean? They were trying to write this off again 
right? But this time it was caught on camera. So everyone seen that this man was guilty of murder on George Floyd. Everybody watched it. Everybody watched it. I got one, maybe even live. Yeah, even live. It was live streamed. It was live streamed. It was live streamed on Facebook. Yeah. 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 And people seen this. So uh, we couldn't understand how it took so long for them to prosecute this officer that was convicted. Imagine if that was a black officer on a white guy. That's what we were getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been, been lickety-split. Like lickety yep. He would have been fired, embarrassed, and, you know, yeah, oh, absolutely. He would have been made an example of. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly what I said to Andrew uh, verbatim. I said if it would have been a black officer, they would have exactly... Uh, prosecuted him to the fullest and made an example of him and then tried to say look we're like you know doing this against the officer so that it can appease the crowd so then it can kind of quiet the uh, riots of the black lives matter movement right so that goes back to this guy who's all afraid of being a minority he doesn't want to be treated like that he doesn't want to be made an example of that's what yeah that's you know? then that's a problem that's See, now, their fear their fear now if white, we, that's you know, that's the white fragility yeah See, now, if we made an example of him, things might be a little bit different than we can probably actually start having the discussion of moving forward with this. Throw Shaman and Gen Pop and see what happens to him. Absolutely, right? <laughs> that's, I, that's exactly what I said. Uh, I made a comment on, I think it was CNN. It showed up in my news feed. I was scrolling, drinking a coffee, and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. <laughs> What's this now? He's, he's being protected. He's, he's in protective custody. They have a duty to do that. That's the law that protects any suspect like that. But just because he's a police officer, he's getting extra treatment. Um, yeah. You know, if, if it was anybody else, like you said, any any person of color who was a police officer, he wouldn't be getting, he would be getting the, the, the basic protection. You know, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's minus 40 outside and they can give you the proper equipment to sleep in or they just throw you a sheet, you know. You know he's getting he's getting a luxury hotel, and if it was anybody else, they would just get a sheet yeah. and a rock for a pillow. Yeah. yeah. The other problem is I've found in past um, incidents where is if a police officer uh, goes off the bar right and just goes completely awol, and he goes on a murdering spree. Well, then they say that that police officer, if he is a white police officer, oh, has he mental was such issues. A great man, we didn't know. Yeah, he didn't have yeah. a neighbor. That's, there's that actually man. accounts recorded of that. Yeah, yeah like, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't. Uh, I don't want to. I uh, can't remember any off the top of my head right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. the many of cases have happened like that. Now there's also been ones where there's been um, black police officers and actually uh, military as well and they dub those uh non-mental health but rather terrorists yeah mm-hmm. and they uh they treat them different that's why we say we know how uh we this, this would have played out if it had been a black officer rather than a white officer 100 yeah and, and it's unfortunate yeah, and, and and that shows that indifference even though that officer took the same oath you know he's he's looked at indifferently in that entire force by many of them uh and it's known uh, it why don't they do why don't they do something about it because they fear for their life that's why yeah. you know we we know the the extent that you know those those minds will go to like 
history has proven it. You know, they'll they'll literally hang and beat people in a tree until they die. Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. What kind of mentality is that? Well, that, that's a colonial mentality. That's that's a Romanistic mentality. That's an that's a monarchistic mentality. That's a crown mentality. Oh well, yeah, even even over in that with where the mentality originated from, their their police use batons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they like, do. America, they're armed. They're like, armed. Come on, and not <laughs> just armed with to the teeth. Gun. Yeah, to the teeth with bulletproof vests and tanks. Oh. Tanks. Yeah, the, the police officers here aren't the same police officers they were when I was a kid. No. You know, because, oh, crime has gotten worse. There's more guns. There's more this. There's not. No, there's not. It's the same handguns coming in. It's the same crime. You know, we all know that the, their war on drugs brought more drugs. Their oh, war yeah. on guns brought more guns because it's a, it's revenue for them. It, yeah. it, it's a, it's revenue because that gives them a reason to buy this equipment, to ask for more funding, to be publicly funded there there's people that donate money openly to police associations and their retirement societies and yeah. their legal funds like and, and the legal funds like yeah <laughs> yeah and they're not they're not police officers either it's because they wholeheartedly believe that what's going on is is right and just and correct when, because when in actuality it's <laughs> yeah it's morally wrong in actuality it is you're funding genocide like straight yeah you know what? The other funny thing too is we were talking about uh, talking about Blue Lives Matter. Is why don't firefighters' lives matter or paramedics' lives matter? Right. Like, why don't we discuss that? Those I think their lives matter way more because they're like always on. Like if something happens, that you know, like they work more hours than police. They, right. They they're the first ones there. Like all the time. And they're not armed. Right. That's what we were saying too. They're never armed. You call them, it doesn't take them two hours to get there. Right. (laughs) And they don't question like why it happened before they try and help you either. Right. Excuse me. Why are you having That's a very, very great point, Andrew. Because, you know, there are more police patrolling than there are fire trucks and firemen patrolling because they're at a station in a stationary place and they only leave when they get called. Right. The police are already out on the road. Oh, they're busy with something else, or they can't leave a certain area because if they leave that certain area, a crime could occur and it could be detrimental, right? So they're they're really restricted, but that really proves that they're undernumbered and overfunded. Yeah, exactly. Or or they're funding a secret organization that we don't know about. You know, they're secreted enough to 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 keep why they shoot a man from from Nunavut, you know, an Inuk man. Yeah. How, How do we trust this? We can't. You know, they're so secretive and non-transparent about everything they do, but they scream for it from everybody else. Now that, that proves, that proves right there narcissism, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What we need exactly. to do is we need to uh, throw that whole writing thing at right in like those people's faces and get like the settler allies to go storm those buildings and be like, show us the papers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's where oh, it they'd, goes. They'd arrest, they'd arrest all of us. Guaranteed. We'd get arrested, tossed in jail. You know, the the, the the guards would have a heyday with us, you know, try and beating us up and shit. But yeah. what would happen if that came to light, you know, and white people doing that? And then yeah. and then yeah. nobody yeah. nobody gets upset about it out here in this real world. Then, you know, it's true systemic racism yeah. and, and funding genocide through votes and and not just votes on a piece of paper, votes with your dollar, because every time you use that money, you say yes. That's a vote. Yeah. Well, I think you can kind of see signs of that 
when you had people saying uh, when we were having the protest at the tracks, oh, run them dirty Indians over and things yeah. of that nature. But then, it, you know, you'd have uh, white people protesting uh, something else. I remember in Balville even. And it was, uh, they were, what they were doing was they were protesting that we were standing in solidarity with Wasuda. And which was completely ridiculous because all that is, it's just um, pinpointing yourself as a racist. Mm -hmm. Like you're just saying, hey, look at me, I'm a racist. You might as well get that tattoo on your forehead. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And <laughs> they got people honking for them. Yeah. Like there was no one saying, oh, we should get them. Like they were impeding traffic. Yep. On the, that one corner but there. That was okay. We weren't yeah. even, unlike meanwhile, we weren't even on the tracks. The OPP blocked the access for the roadway because we were still letting traffic through. Mm -hmm. They blocked the access for the roadway. Mm -hmm. CN shut down the rail. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and on top of it all, we didn't go to their chat rooms and say, oh, you scoundrelous white people, like, right. you know, whatever the... See, I'm not racist, so yeah, I can't even. Up yeah, I can't even say anything like ra mean racially towards white people because yeah. I'm not racist. But that's what I'm saying. We didn't do that. When, on the other hand, they would come into our chat rooms yeah. and you know, be racial. Yeah, because that's um, white fragility. They're showing like they're actually that's fear. Yes, they're afraid. Like. Because change is coming. 100%. 100% it is. When you see people that have been oppressed start using their voices and you're used to living off their backs for so long and they start standing up, you're going to fall off their back. And what happens when you fall off their back? You're either going to be equal or you're going to fall right down. Yeah, you're going to fall. You know, so you got to be prepared. And because we're not letting anybody ride our backs anymore. That's right. And <laughs> the people that are going to fall are the most scared because they don't know what to do after they're the loudest racists out there yeah they, they don't run know. the government yeah they <laughs> run the government and the police there's, there's an old there's an old saying i don't know where it comes from um i think i read it a long time ago uh the loudest the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room yeah yeah, yeah this is true yeah it is true yeah no. and, and it's not just in in, in physicals aspects it's in mental aspects and and yeah. and in their in their heart aspect uh a lot of the people that i've i've had confrontation with or even speak with in colonial society i try to avoid going to town i i hate i can't say i hate i don't like going to the city just because of the the way the it vibes there and you know i i know yeah. it's wrong and what's going on and the mentality that's there and you hear these you overhear conversations of people talking and I'm not. I'm not ashamed to wear an upside-down Canadian flag on a shirt when I go through town, or you know, the uh, my Red Truth White Lies uh, hoodie where it says "Decolonize" on the back. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to wear that or a two-row. The right. the two-row wampum and the warrior flag are the most known flags across Canada, next to the Canadian and American flag, but for yeah. bad reason. So, and I've noticed the difference now walking around town when I when I when I have a two-row flag hanging up somewhere, people look at the ground they don't want to look at me that i'm white and i'm wearing a two-row that that right there tells me right there what they're thinking they're like oh no what's happening you know we're in trouble you know or something why is a white person wearing that what's going on you know and i've had comments hurled at me before and white trader you know things like that and that just proves it's still out there and and it's rife 
within society and you know it, it's fear people it's are scared symbol. that flag is a symbol of peace and power exactly know? exactly it's fear and ignorance is, is what it is what it is is like it's it's a symbol of you know like being able to hold your own being mm -hmm. able to withstand the storm being able to keep on going through things like, and, and it has great responsibility attached to it just like following like the guy in Aragoa for I was I have a flag out here and it's the uh, Hiawatha belt um, so they were they were getting ready they wanted to do some filling in of that spot and kind of level it out but there's uh, red wing blackbirds out there and there's rabbits in there and all kinds of animals and stuff in there every year right so I was like yeah no you're not doing that kept on going on and I was like okay if anything happens I got to change that flag out there from the from the Hiawatha flag to my warrior flag to let them know I'm not messing around <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's symbolism yeah exactly you know, and that's that's why i don't fly a a canadian flag this is why i wear a shirt like this you know it's the truth i don't honor a treaty breaker or supporters of genocide i follow that two-year-old wampum because the treaties are upholded over any law and it's stated in the treaties and in the law several times that the treaties oversee all laws written by man because it honors the land and the people that were here first. That's gone away now. So honoring the treaties, I wear a mask when I go in public. It says honor the treaties. Yeah. You know, people look at me like, what the heck? What's that mean? I've gotten before. I said, if you don't know what that means, you need to go educate yourself. Exactly. Like, 100%. Seriously, if you don't know what honoring the treaties means, man, come on, give me a break. You know, I get laughed at by my neighbors because I want to grow, I want to grow white corn and give it away. Yeah. Why would you waste your time doing that? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. he's like, why don't you? That should be more of the question. Yeah. Why don't you? Because they're more worried about money, a greedy mind. Right. Yeah. They don't know how to give without uh, receiving something in return. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny you should say a story like that, Nick. I remember a few years ago, I was walking uh, downtown Toronto, and I had a T-shirt from one of our powwows back then. Now it's a bit of a funny shirt if you're indigenous. It says, uh, been fighting terrorism since 1492, and it has the voice <laughs> of Wounded Knee on it, eh? Yes. So it's, it's a pretty cool shirt, yeah. eh? And yes. I'm like, oh, here I am, a big 10, like, native man, walking down yeah. Main yeah. Street in Toronto, like, no problem, eh? Like, even had the head wobble going down, eh? And you would see people, like, as I was walking down the street, clear, yeah. away from me, and then come back in. Yeah. And it's like... I never had any problem walking through Toronto either. I'd just always be like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if that's a sign. Of, I don't know if that's a sign of respect or a sign of fear, right? I'll uh, take it. Well, if it's both, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. it but I'll take it either way. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's getting yeah. me through the crowd. I'm good. Yeah, it's funny. But I wore that shirt. But on then on the other hand, I had another shirt. It was a cannabis shirt. Yeah. We'll just say that much. We seen it at four twenty. Oh yeah. I was walking down that getting snarls then, so. Oh, geez. Yeah. 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 The way I look at it is, you know what? You go ahead, colonizer, across the road, because I feel safer with you over there anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, just yeah. the funny story that you had. No, you, uh, yeah, you say they're the similar to mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I am experiencing um, a lot of indifferent uh, comments and things. You know, I get I get at least two Facebook messages a month that are pretty nasty. I don't I'll care. Let them come. 
ignorance, right? They're mm -hmm. ignorant is what it yeah. is. Like that's the true yeah. definition of it because they just don't know what they're they're doing. They're yeah. so, you know, indoctrinated, right? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I actually have another similar story, uh, another t-shirt. I have a blue t-shirt and it has, you know, those um, Ford guys or whatever, those Ford little guys peeing on the Ford or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But instead of peeing on Ford, there's a big name. It says Columbus. And it says, been pissing natives off since 1492 and whatever, right? That's ace. So I wore that down to the United States on Columbus Day, nice. even. And I went and got groceries. And people were kind of giving me, like, dirty looks, or but didn't say nothing. Nope. Nope, didn't say nothing because it's like. I was going there with the intent, okay, if you're going to give me a dirty look, I'm expecting that. But please, please approach me. Right. Please approach me because I will light you up. Yeah. So with that mentality, people were just like, oh. I'm, I'm yeah. not religious, but try Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just gave me that, oh, and walked away. <laughs> yeah. So you can definitely kind of tell between who's racist, who's ignorant, and people who are trying to learn all those kind of things because they all have different mentalities. But you can definitely tell the Blue Lives Matter people are completely out to lunch. Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's not the same. It's not the same thing. And uh, if you're by you, that can, comment, you can you can check yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can take that uniform off at the end of the day. You know, somebody can't take off their skin color. They can't take off their belief. Same thing I said not too long ago. Exactly. In all these places, they need to be held accountable. It only starts with Derek Chauvin. You know, there's yeah, all these exactly. Like, there's a kid. There's kids that just got shot by police. Oh, they yeah. just got the color. Yeah, you know? and then they mistake the uh, the taser as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for, for a gun. Like, oh. Yeah, like you've had that job longer than that kid's been alive. Right, and that's what we said <laughs> too. Like a taser is way lighter than an actual handgun. A handgun is what twenty pounds. Oh, 20 pounds for a handgun? No way. Uh, it's, oh, geez, it's like, uh, they're they're like a pound now. They're so light. Uh, tasers, the, the, the handle and the way you grip it is completely different than holding a handgun. And you know the difference between holding a handgun and holding a taser. Yeah. But either way, the weight difference would still be way different, though, right? Hey, you still can't. The weight difference, there is a weight difference, yeah. Um, I don't know what the weight difference is. I've never, um, never researched that, so I'm not 100% on that but, but i would i would think a taser would be a little bit lighter but i mean they have a huge or not a huge battery but they have a pretty powerful battery in there and there is electric wires and things like that so but knowing your strong side from your other side is a whole different yeah that too you right, grab right. They're, they're carried on different sides of the body and you know when you're holding a gun in your hand exactly exactly mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, but it is. Stop until all these people get held accountable. Like she quit, but whatever. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't she, mean anything. She got charged. Right, right. She got charged, but it doesn't mean anything until she's in jail, until she's in Gen Pop, until Chauvin's in Gen Pop. All these people get tossed in, you know. Like what about the police officers that murdered Breonna Taylor? Yeah, they need to be get tossed in. Like throw all these cops in there. And, you know, because they're just as criminal as all these other people. Probably even more criminal than some of the people they put away. Yep. You know? Yeah. Like, That's probably another thing they're scared of, too, is putting with the general uh, pop in prison. Yeah. Like, maybe if you didn't make people hate the police so much, 
they wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. They wouldn't be in jail. Yep. Because I, I for yeah. sure, if I was them, wouldn't want to be in the general pop and right. prison populations either. No wonder he had his lawyer's head in it, or uh, phone number written on his hand when he was walking in. Right. He was taken into jail. Mm -hmm. You see that? He, has, he had his lawyer's uh, phone number written on his hand. I'm like, yeah. He probably had to jot that down quick. Right. He he knew. <laughs> yeah. He knew. And, that, and like, oh, it's just disgusting, like, how that thinking goes. It is. Anyways, so it's been a great discussion today on yes, Red Nick. and White Lies. Again, we always great discussions. So make sure you go back, catch them all. If you're just tuning in with us now, all of our conversations are intense. We don't mess around. We tell the red truth about the white lies. We do. So exactly. Uh, Nathan Thomas and Andrew. We'll check you all next week, five o'clock every Tuesday. Red Truth and White Lies on YouTube and all the all the. Uh, platform for what is that podcasting yep and check it out on the website website to red truth and white lies or incrediblemohawk.com slash red truth and white lies sorry yes so yeah and everybody. also go to www.2rowcoffeeco.com.ca sorry <laughs> every time every time i don't know how <laughs> have a good night have a good night thanks for listening folks <laughs>